Time now to have a chat to Sebastian Hutch, who is the CEO of Inglis Bloodstock, because after we saw all of the money that was going through the Magic Millions sales ring, the focus now turns to the biggest sale, which is the Inglis Easter sale on the 3rd and 4th of April, and the Easter catalogue is now out, and it is absolutely mouth-watering when we talk about the Blue Bloods of Australian racing, and Seb is here to give us a bit of a preview of what we can expect around the Easter Inglis saga. Good morning, Sebastian. How are you? Morning, Michael. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Uh, when you watch a Magic Millions sale and records being broken, does that give you a bit more confidence? Does it bore you uh, about what may unfold for Inglis as well? Oh, look, I think it's going to be an interesting year. I mean, obviously, there were some very good results up there. Uh, the reality is probably certain parts of the market are going to be a bit tighter in 2023. I think... Um, People are looking to go to the sales in 2023 and try and find a bit of value. Might find it easier to find it in 2023 than what they did in 2022, which I think should be encouraging for everybody. And look, I think um, I think the product is so good at the moment. The prize money is so strong. There's so many good races. People are bringing a lot of good horses. There are plenty of reasons to be optimistic. Uh, and there's no doubt the stars of the future will be coming through this sale. How many lots uh, over the two days will go through the ring? 457 catalogues. So, you know, it's a relief to get it done obviously a lot of work that goes into putting it together but um it looks it, it really looks fantastic so we're delighted and i'm looking forward to seeing some of the uh the very well related horses that will go through the ring including uh relations to everest winners giga kick um what type of money could we see for some of these horses i know you don't like to put actual figures on these but when we're seeing 2.5 2.7 million dollar lots go through at the start of this year do you think we could be getting horses in that realm and even higher possibly through the english easter sale look the top lot of the sale last year was three million dollars for sunlight's full brother mm. cool more bought him he was a cool horse by a really sexy stallion and zoo star and the mayor done an excellent job I think looking at um the catalog for easter for 2023 uh, the sire power is fantastic, but as somebody pointed out, just the caliber of mares, whether they're proven producers or uh, racetrack stars themselves, is really something to behold. Uh, you know, you look at a pity like Scholes, who's a brilliant race mare for Anthony and Sam Friedman. She has uh, written Tycoon Colt in the sale. You know, he's arguably as well a bred horse who'll go to the sale in, or go to sales in 2023. So those kind of horses are really mm. easy to get excited about. You know, they're Yearling Sarah, um, out of Catchy, Invincibella, you know, just a host of racetrack stars of recent years. And I think they get people really excited and they could sell really well. There's no doubt about that. When you look through the uh, the, the, the dams or the broodmares, and we saw a little bit of a shift in the market where we're seeing a lot of buyers maybe look at the residual value for some of those well-bred mares making uh, well-bred um, horses out of star mares because um, if they don't actually get to the track or don't perform as well, there is still that residual value there. Have you seen a bit of a shift in, in the prices of those horses because of that? I think there's been a view in the context of the international market that fillies in Australia have been undervalued for a long time, whether they're yearling fillies or uh, fillies and mares off the track. You know, relative to what well-performed race mares cost in other parts of the world, they seem to represent particularly good value in Australia. And that's slowly starting to correct itself. You know, there's a tremendous damp demand for quality breeding stock, both from local breeders and international breeders. And 
I think if you can go to a yearling sale and buy a good filly, uh, the scope to return earn a, a significant return is is there, mm. and I think people are very much aware of that now. I mean, everybody wants to go to a sale and and buy a, a really good colt, buy a Home Affairs or an Autumn Sun or a Trapeze Artist or any of these good colts that have gone through Easter and are now exciting young stallions. But you know, if you can go to a sale and buy a good filly, I mean, you look at She's extreme. She cost 275 grand at Easter a couple of years ago. She's a Group 1 winning two-year-old, a Group 1 winning three-year-old. You know, she's worth many, many multiples of what um, what she costs as a yearling. And uh, it was, in hindsight, a fairly risk-averse investment by those who bought her. Speaking of that, you've got a half-sister, a Camelot half-sister to Prosperous, uh, Prosperous Voyage, one of the best fillies in Europe, uh, which will be going through the ring. Is that uh, one of the highlights that you can see as well? I look, I don't want to single out too many of them. I mean, that's a well-bred filly, um, you know, prosperous voyage. Looked a promising filly when that mare was covered Southern Hemisphere time, but I'm not sure anybody missed her when you group on. So when she won a Falmouth during the summer at Newmarket, there was a massive update to that pedigree. I mean, it's a good pedigree already, uh, but it's just very, very hard to buy into those quality international pedigrees. So she's going to give somebody the opportunity to do that. You know, Camelot has actually done quite a good job in this part of the world. Right the way through the catalogue. I mean, the sale itself has a fantastic record of producing fillies that go on to be really good broodmares. And I think this is as strong a group of fillies that we've had for the sale in some time. You know, they're hard to get for the sale because, you know, in plenty of instances, breeders who breed fillies of Easter quality don't want to sell them. So to have consolidated as many well-bred fillies as we have for the sale is, is really exciting. And, you know, I think it'll draw, I think it'll draw a huge amount of interest. You've got a brother to very elegant going through the ring. And if Golden, um, if King's Gambit can win a Golden Slipper, maybe a Blue Diamond, it'll make the half-sister uh, by Schnitzel very, very enticing as well. Yeah, I mean, we're we're putting these catalogue together through August, September, October, November. I mean, there's an element of speculation in it. Um, and I think Newgate have been very aware of the talent of King's Gambit for a long time. And they've targeted this filly at that sale very strategically. You know, by the time the sale comes around, there's every possibility that uh, she'll be a half-sister to a Blue Diamond or a Golden Slipper winner or certainly a two-year-old that features very highly amongst the best two-year-olds of his generation in Australia. And the number of updates or potential updates in the catalogue between now and sale days is huge. And that's another exciting feature of the sale. You know, what, what's on pedigree today or what's on paper today might improve further by the time we get to sale day and in years to come subsequently. The headlines are obviously the million-dollar lots and the astronomical money, but as you mentioned, the value is still there to be found. And, and the English Easter sales got a, a very good strike rate in recent years of producing Group 1 winners um, for a price that most people would be surprised about, uh, 200000 or less. Yeah, people will go to any sale and two-thirds of the horses offered at the sale or two-thirds of the horses sold at the sale realise average or less. So, you know, while the high price lots, as you say, get the attention of, say, like Easter, there are a huge number of nice horses to be bought uh, in what we'd call a value range relative to, to the really expensive horses. I mean, you, you take uh, Tim Wilson at first lights from racing. racing uh, Tim and Ash bought Aristia for 80 grand at Easter, went and won an Oaks, uh, gave her owners the thrill of a lifetime. Uh, she was obviously sold for a significant amount of money to Japan subsequently. Take Funstar, she was an 80 grand graduate of the sale, realised 2.75 million. 
through English Digital, having won the flight stakes, uh, right the way through, there are some really fantastic examples. And it's not just fillies. I mean, uh, Matthew Ellerton bought Zutori for 160 grand at Easter. He won a new market and a host of other group races. I think people target that sale each and every year and find value just by being a little bit patient with the balance of the sales season. And given the strength of the catalogue in 2023, I think there'll be good opportunities for people to do the same again. We'll talk more about the catalogue in the build-up, which will be uh, absolutely brilliant, and we'll be there live for the sales uh, the 3rd and the 4th of April with RSN. So looking forward to it, Sebastian. It'll be a, a great period, as it always is, in the middle of the Sydney Autumn Carnival. Yeah, it's a great time of the year. You know, hoping it doesn't rain, as it tends to do sometimes. But, Don't even mention it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, look, it's it's good fun, and it makes for a great spectacle. I think people really enjoy going out and see those horses, seeing those horses. They're just so well-bred, so well-related, so well-prepared. And, uh, look, hopefully it makes for a good spectacle. Uh, very good to catch up with uh, Sebastian Hutch, because it is going to be a fabulous uh, English Easter sale.